You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got a very special guest on the line this week, all the way from Ontario, Canada. Uh, I feel sorry whenever we get someone from Ontario, Canada, because I think they're the opposite to Australia. I think it's like ah, we are. I think it's like eight a.m. on Wednesday here in Australia. I think it's like seven p.m. the day before <laughs> over there in, in Canada. That's so uh, spent some time with us. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is actually failure and why failure shouldn't be a four-letter word. And you may be thinking, hold on, John, shouldn't we be speaking about how not to fail? And well, <laughs> maybe not, but I'm sure our guest will, will tell us about this. A little bit about our guest. She's a failure coach who helps you shed the fear, guilt, and shame of failure so that you can take imperfect action and find the success you've been dreaming, dreaming of. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Amanda Swartz. Amanda, how are you? I am great. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here and share some of the uh, kind of myths about failure. Yes, love it. I'm yeah. it's a topic that's close to my heart, actually. When you sent over that list, I was like, yeah, I want to talk about this because, and I'm sure you'll probably get into this, but I'm, I used to think failure was a bad thing. You know, you, oh, you yeah. grew up in school, you know, and it's like, if you fail, you know, it's bad. And I, yeah. I even, I'll say a quick story here where, where I'm a bad speller. I'm a very bad speller. And the reason I'm a bad speller is because in primary school, uh, I used to cheat on the spelling tests because I knew that, I knew that you know, if I got a bad mark, my parents <laughs> yeah. would be angry, the teachers would be angry after uh, extra homework. So course. me and my friend used to have to switch and mark each other's thing. We'd have a deal. I only get one or two <sighs> things wrong, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. But as a result, I'm a horrible speller now. And it's like, you know what? If I had just failed and gotten better, I wouldn't be bad. So but anyway, I'm sure you'll get into so. all this sort of stuff. Amanda, yeah. I like to start all these podcasts with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? All right. I have one. It's actually one. I hope it's okay that I've made it for myself. Yeah. And it's failure is an empowering part of the journey to success. Yes. Love that. And expand a little bit for me, Amanda. What does that mean to you? It means that I, it's, I'm like you, that for a very long time, I, I actually, I was incredibly hard on myself anytime I failed in anything. And it took me a very long time to get to a place where I could feel that failure was actually uh, a good thing and that it was the thing I needed to be able to accept, to be able to keep moving forward in my business and to do the things that I really wanted to do. And when I realized that, I realized how empowering it is to accept failure and to allow it in my life and to just keep moving forward forward into success so that's why it, it means a lot to me love it uh, i've got a yeah. similar favorite quote my mm-hmm. my one is um i never lose i either win or i learn nice. and yeah. you know, or, or you place it with fail you know i, I never fail mm-hmm. i either yeah, win right. or i learn you know and when you look at it mm-hmm. like that it's like it's a win-win so i gotta do something and i'm win-win. gonna win or i'm gonna learn what not to do you know mm-hmm. and and don't get me wrong, sometimes, um, you know, these learning opportunities can hurt a little bit or, you know, spend, spend yeah. a little bit of time and money, but like anything in life when you learn, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, failure, it doesn't mean that you don't 
even in, in, in embracing failure or whatever, doesn't mean that you don't feel the disappointment or any of those things. It just means that you have accepted that it's a part of it, right? So, and it's and it's an interestingly empowering thing to be able to do that. And it working with an intention uh, with failure allows you to actually, ex like when you do fail, to be able to pick yourself up a little bit quicker as well. So we'll talk a bit more about that. Bang on. And I think it's two prong as well, right? It's like you'll take more of these opportunities because you don't care about failing. You know, it's like yeah. if, you, if, if an opportunity comes up and you're like, oh, I better not do it. What if I fail? Well, guess what? You're definitely going to fail or you're definitely not going to get the opportunity, you know? But no. if you don't care if you fail, all right, you do it. Maybe you fail. Who cares? Or maybe you yeah. don't fail and it's like the best thing that ever happened. So I think there's, yeah. there's that side too. But I'm going to hand it over to you here, man. Oh, this is okay. your, your forte. This is your specialty. You, you help people get through this all the time. So let's maybe, let's paint the picture. Let us know who your ideal client would be and let okay. us know if someone's listening to that. They're like, oh shit, that's me. You know, how can you, how can we give them some yeah. tips now to help them? And also, I just want to give Amanda's Facebook group a bit of a plug as well. If you're, if you're, um, you're resonating with this sort of stuff, go and join Amanda's Facebook group. She'll give it a plug in a sec, but I'll also put the link down in the, the show notes as well. Um, but I'm going to hand it over to you here, Amanda. Who, tell us about, tell okay. us about your Facebook group. Tell us about your ideal client. Tell us about if someone is that ideal client, what do they need to do? Okay, so first I'll just quickly say my uh, group name is Fail Forward, a community of imperfect action takers. So that's the group for us. Um, and uh, we are going to, first I just want, yes, yeah, so my ICA, I feel like usually coaches come from a place of, this is what I've learned. So this is who I was, and now I've learned this, and now I'm going to pay it forward. And so uh, I'll give you a little bit about who I am, and then also talk about how that really relates to my ideal customer. And so I am a recovering scaredy cat. That's how I kind of like to say it. I'm a recovering scaredy cat. I come from a very long line of worriers. And so I, um, I've had to work to figure out how to move past some of those worries. And I think that that's true for a lot of people, right? Uh, they just, they've, maybe they've grown up in a home. Like, I do think that there are some people who tend to be just born with perhaps more confidence, or maybe they've grown up in an environment that encourages risk taking, a, you know, or safe risk taking. They encourage those kind of things, whereas some people may not always have those opportunities, or maybe just kind of have grown up to feel that anxiety or stress or things that come when you think about trying something new. And so that is definitely what my upbringing was like. And so to pair that though, I am somebody who is very strong-minded and quite stubborn. And so I really, when pairing those two together at a very young age, I decided that I wasn't going to let my failures stop me from, um, or sorry, not my failures, my fear of failure to stop me from doing things. So for example, and this is pretty kind of a light example, not exactly like uh, entrepreneur related, but that's okay. You get to know me a little bit more. Um, so uh, when I was younger, my husband and I actually went to New Zealand. Oh, cool. And, yeah, that's right. I mean, sorry? The legal holiday. Just, just kind of, we were there for like, like six weeks. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit more than a holiday, but not living there. So yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so we were in New Zealand. I'm actually terrified of heights. And as you know, New Zealand is kind of like the place for 
adventure stuff, right? That's why most people go there. (laughs) And so I'm terrified of heights, but I'm like, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm first time zip lining, first time rock climbing, first time doing all this stuff. And I go to do like rappelling down a cliff. And I, I'm there, there's a guy holding onto the rope and I get started and it's the idea of leaning over the cliff to see like below and it just, I got a little off the cliff and then I got stuck. I got so stuck. I could like, I couldn't, I, I just froze. I was just froze there, right? You ever just like have such fear that you freeze in the moment. And the guy was like, you got two choices. You can try to climb up, which is going to be hard, or you can just keep going down. And so I had to learn to just lean into this. We're doing it. I'm, I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm doing it. So I had to push myself to get into that moment first. And I did that. I had to push myself past that initial fear. And when you get into it, you realize you just got to keep going. Even if you're terrified, you're going to do it. And so that's, that's just one of the types of ways. And it's like that in a lot of things when it comes to entrepreneurship, you're going to like, I'm going to just sign up to be on a podcast and now I'm in it and now I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it as best as I can, no matter how I might feel about it in the moment. And so um, putting yourself out there is super important in the first place. So my ideal customer is somebody who sees themselves perhaps as a bit of a warrior who has stopped themselves from moving forward in something that they really want for themselves, but uh, like has stopped themselves from doing anything because of the fear they hold in it. Or perhaps on the flip side, which we'll talk a bit more again about in a bit, is somebody who has failed, has tried something and has failed or even has failed multiple times and is now like, I can't do this anymore. They maybe feel shame about uh, like the fact that they have failed or maybe they feel guilt over the courses that they've purchased or the like the programs that they were going to start and they never finished or all of the things that we entrepreneurs tend to kind of do, right? So there's the fear, the guilt and the shame of failure and I'm here to take it to just destroy it all. Awesome. All right. Let's start with yeah. the first part. So let's say someone okay. says this and they're like, oh man, that's me. You know, I'm so scared to launch my course is probably a good one. You know, scared yes. to launch my course. What if I do it and no one buys, you know, I'm going to yeah. look like an idiot. My friends are going to judge me. I'm a failure. You know, what tips can you give that sort of person? Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Okay. So the first thing that I like to tell people is that failure is a guarantee. And that sounds kind of ominous. It doesn't (laughs) sound like happy news, but you know, it's sometimes you just got to accept the good with the the good and the bad together. Life has both the good and the bad. And we just got to know that when we are going towards something big, um, 
there's just going to be things that get in our way sometimes, often ourselves, often our fear, often our things, but things that get in our way and that actually accepting fear, understanding. So first of all, just understanding that fear is just a guarantee. You want success. You need to understand your why, because if you want success, you need to be okay with failure. It is a part of the journey. And so the first thing is to accept that failure is just a part of it, right? So just to go along a little bit with like kind of the name of our our thing here, why failure shouldn't be a four letter word, is that, um, sorry, is that we tend to try to avoid feeling uh, like certain like hard feelings and uh, things like that. We try to avoid hard feelings or failure or risk um, because we're just so scared of what it is. Kind of like we avoid swear words, right? We, we don't want to talk about that. Or even as entrepreneurs, how many times do we want to talk about success? We want to like focus on our success. We don't want to talk about our failures um, as if it's like a swear word. Um, but the truth is as an entrepreneur, we need to recognize that if uh, we can't, if we can't accept that failure, then we're really never going to make it to success because it is 100% a part of the journey. So you got to accept it to be able to move into success. The other part about accepting it is we get to be um, vulnerable with ourselves, you know, and if we are vulnerable enough with ourselves to admit our failures, to see them and to feel like we can, we can make it through. And if we can be vulnerable with ourselves, then we can be vulnerable with other people. And if we're vulnerable with other people, then they will connect with us. And if we, they connect with us, they will buy from us, right? And that's the thing that entrepreneurs really want. We want to be able to, you know, make our business work. And to be able to make our business work, we need to connect with our people. And to connect with our people, they need to feel that kind of connect with our, the vulnerability, right? And you know how often you kind of get those formulas of, you know, speak to their problems first. But if it doesn't come from a place of authenticity because you aren't even willing to accept that for yourself, it's not going to work for you, right? So if you've ever tried that formula, if you've ever tried to put like problem first and then the solution and all of these things and you've put that formula together, but it hasn't worked, then take a step back and ask yourself if you are vulnerable enough with yourself first to allow yourself to feel the discomfort of failure, to move past it, to be able to do those things first before you approach your, your customer with it. So step number one, accepting it. Step number two is going to be to, um, I, what I like to do is have people kind of do a, a type of meditation. So, uh, once we have accepted the fact that it's failure and we can kind of move forward, one of the things I like to do to be able to help myself. So I'm trying to go in my notes and make sure I've, I've kind of said everything I want to say, mm -hmm. um, is, um, to try just take a time. Cause like that's, that's the problem is that sometimes when we feel this fa like fear of failure, it kind of overwhelms us. And what ends up happening is we go into kind of fear-based behavior. So the second thing is actually to, to recognize our fear-based behavior that can be procrastination. That can be perfectionism. That could be, uh, under delivering on products, right? Uh, we were talking a bit about this, um, a bit earlier, it wasn't even before the podcast actually started, but we were talking about, um, how, you know, sometimes we just give up before we even get started. And it's this idea of almost like self-fulfilling behavior, right? I don't want to fail. So I'm just not even going to do it, which means that I still don't 
get to have my success anyways right it's that's <laughs> right that's the what funniest part isn't it it's like i'm not going to take this opportunity in case i fail and stuff it up it's the, the only guarantee that you don't get the opportunity is not even to try so it's like why would you not even just give it a crack right Exactly. Right. And so it's just like, so you really need to take a, a hold of your either fear-based behavior or self-fulfilling behavior, however you want to kind of see that and uh, acknowledge what you do. What do you do? Do you procrastinate and just kind of push it off and go, I just don't want to do it right now. I don't want to do it. Are you a perfectionist and go, oh, it's not quite good enough. I can't put it out yet. I can't put it out yet. Or are you somebody who does like kind of under delivers? So you want to do something, but you're like, I'll just, I'll just kind of put this out and see what, what people think about it. And so you don't, really put your full effort into it but if you come first with accepting that failure is an option and you go into it full force and then you are able to 100% be able to deliver you'll get far better results that way anyways and if you don't then you can move forward and so in, in learning so you turn that into a learning moment so I did all of this for some reason it didn't work let me take a step back and I'm going to learn what happened there so that's really the post so the pre is I'm I'm, I have a fear of failure. And so this is before action, before action. And you're kind of like, I'm just procrastinating. I'm not putting myself out there. I need to figure out how to push past this. So what I do is I sit down and I close my eyes and I try to get into a place where, you know, there's no kids or there's no distractions. And I, um, I try to, I lean into my feelings. So I know it's again, it's not really something that we tend to do. We don't want to lean into our discomfort and our feelings. But what I do is I go, okay, so I feel scared or I feel anxious. I feel stress. I feel like unmotivated. I don't want to do anything right now. And I go, okay, so that's how I feel. But what I want to feel, I want to feel confident in what I'm about to do. I want to feel motivated. I want to feel determined. I want to feel ready. And so I go, okay, so that's how I want to feel. And then I think about uh, times that I have felt that. I bring that to mind. Or I think about people who exemplify that. Mentors that I, or people that I like to follow. And I think, how do they exemplify this? And I go, okay, that's how I want to be. Like, that's how I want to behave. That's how I want to feel. That's how I want to think about the situation. And it, it's like this thing where my, it's because our minds, we, it's playing a trick on your mind and it's helping it understand and go through these kind of just shifting. It's a mindset shift, right? And so you're going to go from feeling scared to feeling far more confident about what you're about to do. And you're going to go and you're going to do it. So the next thing is you get up and you do it while you have that feeling inside of you. So then you get into action. Now you're into action. You know that failure is a possibility, but you're going to give it your 100%. So you do it and you put it out there and it's crickets and it doesn't work the way that you wanted it to. So now you feel disappointment and you feel some of those other uh, bad feelings that we don't love to have, right? We don't love to feel disappointment or sadness or frustration. We want to feel happy all the time. That's just not of reality. And what we want is to, but at the same time, and so like understanding that disappointment and feeling or like that guilt or that shame or those things that come afterwards are normal. So understanding that that's normal, that's what everybody, I don't care if you're talking about, I, I, I'm not sure all the people you follow, but like Pat Flynn or Amy Porterfield or Gary Vee, well, I don't know about Gary Vee, he seems like pretty, <laughs> pretty confident about everything. But, um, but most of these guys who are uh, super, super successful 
will tell you that they've had moments, probably even in their the time that they are that people see them as a success, as feeling unsure. I, I remember getting an e- I actually Pat Flynn, he started on YouTube. Mm. Side story. When he started on YouTube, I'd been following him for years and I went on and I remember him saying something, I can't remember what it was, but he had said something about how uh, he was, you know, like, oh, I didn't get that many. I didn't, I haven't had as many views as I would have liked or something like that. And so I, I actually emailed him because I'm, I don't know, I do things. And so I emailed him because I'm not that scared to just email the, the, the big guns and, uh, and said like, I want you to know that like, it's just going to take time. You're doing great. I really like your videos. I know it's ridiculous, but I did because I wanted to encourage him. He's doing a lot of really cool stuff. And so he emailed back and just said, you know what? You're right. I, I, I know I will get there. And I'm really like, I'm really thankful. So like even the people who have been successful in so many ways, they even feel like they're not living up to their own expectations, right? We set our own standards and our own expectation of what we want. And when we don't meet it, we feel disappointment. It doesn't matter who it is. It happens to everybody. And so normalizing failure it's just so important for people to, the new people, the ones coming in, if we only ever see success stories, then we feel like the odd ones. We feel like our failure is, is, is just, obviously that's just us and we're just not the people to do this. And that's just not true, right? Everybody feels failure. Everybody feels uh, like disappointment from, you know, not kind of meeting their own expectations and something. And so it's really important to be able to understand that and again, accept. It's just like this constant need to go, okay, I'm accepting failure. This is a normal part. I feel disappointed. You're going to go through the same meditation. You're going to go, how do I feel? I feel disappointed. I'm going to lean into that. And then you're going to be able to move yourself away from it again so you can get back into action, right? Because there's no reason to avoid, right? Avoidance is the thing, really. Failure is not the problem. Avoidance is the problem. Yeah. And so when we try to avoid failure or we try to avoid feelings or we try to avoid these things, that's really what stops us from doing all the things that we want. And so the whole um, idea is for me and how I help people is I help them to see uh, where I help them to see kind of their own uh, fear-based behaviors. I help them to recognize um, when they're, you know, like help them kind of work through some of their feelings and what they want to feel like and how they want to behave and how they want to work so that they can actually move forward. Because I know what it is like to just feel stuck, paralyzed with just this fear of what what's next or to do something big. I've done a lot of different things. Um, I have failed in small and really big ways. Um, and uh, no matter what, I've always had amazing things come from those situations. And I, I would never trade them for the world because the lessons that, like who I am now, what I know now is all because of the things that I've done and the decisions that I've made. We are just the type of people, I am the type of person and my family are the type of people who do big, crazy things sometimes. And we've, you know, we've moved to, to different countries. We've moved across our own country. We're about to do it again. And so being somebody who embraces the fact that when I make, like when I'm doing something big, maybe it won't work out the way that I'm thinking, but I could also have an amazing time. We can be doing something that is amazing when we can, when we're building our business, you know, maybe it won't work. I don't know, but it will. If you work at it, if you continue to work at it, 
you're going to make it work because if you fail and you learn, use, learn to use that failure as a lesson, then you're going to learn from it and you're going to move into success. It's how everyone does it. Every successful person out there has gone from learning to just deal with the fact that they have failed. They pick themselves back up and they just keep going. They learn whatever they needed to learn and they keep going, right? You find the supports you need to find. You, uh, you, like you, you learn what you need to learn. You do that through courses. You do that through podcasts. You do that through groups that you go in and you talk to the people and you say, well, what should I be doing? This didn't work, right? You find ways to learn from it. Even if you can't figure out what didn't go right, you find the person who can help you with that and you keep going. You fail again, right? The whole point is basically you've done this, like you, you failed, you picked yourself up, you learned, and then you go and you take more action. You might fail and then you'll learn again until you finally find success. And even when you find success, you will still feel scared and you will still feel like you may fail at sometimes, or you might not like fail to live up to your own expectations. That's what I mean, right? So you might still make your money. You might still like have that success that you're thinking of, but if you cannot accept the fact that the hard feelings happen and the, the scare, like being kind of scared and feeling disappointment. If you think that at some point that's going to go away, just talk to Pat Flynn. He'll tell you it's not true. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of my, that is what I do. That is what I talk about and what I teach. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Love it. So many good points there. I'll, I'll give a recap and then I'll, I'll just ask okay. some sort of closing questions. So, yeah, I love it from, from the whole mindset. You know, it's like, we'll even go through this. I think the first point was accepting it. And yeah. here's what you got to do, you know, it's like, and obviously there's things you can do to prepare yourself to be as successful as possible, but there's always something that's going to go wrong, you know, and, and yeah. if you somehow managed to get something perfect, the next the one, first time not going to be is, yeah, you know, or even if you magically somehow happen to do it, everything goes in your favor, you know, great. Every other, it's not saying that everything is going to be like that. So just no. accept that, hey, something's going to stuff up. So just know that something's going to stuff up. It is life. Just move forward. Like, like the only example I can sort of think of off the top of my head, I'm just thinking from a female side of things here, is like um, the menstrual cycle. So, hey, so if you're, okay, yeah. you're going to have a menstrual cycle. Like, it is what it is. You can have your period. It is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. You know, like, okay, yeah. sit there. You know, say, oh, I wish it didn't happen. But it is just part of life. You know, it's, it's yeah. what happens. So once you know it, okay, cool. How can we, we move forward from it? Um, yeah. The second point was recognize it. You know, I think that's great where it's like, mm. all right, cool. You know, it's like, um, if I see these behaviors happening, okay, I can step back. Why are these happening? You know, and it's like, uh, once again, there's so many similarities in, in everything in life. If anyone's been through like depression, you know, mm -hmm. you'll see symptoms coming up. They, okay, hold on. I'm not getting out of my house. I'm not seeing my friends. I'm spending all day in bed watching Netflix. Hold on. 
you know, this is leading on to some depression. You know what? Yep. I better make sure that I get out there and get some sun and do some exercise and, you know, see some friends. And, you know, if you can recognize those things, okay, cool. You can mm-hmm. stop that that happening. I think it sounds similar to, to your teachings there. Uh, I love the meditating. You know, so many good things in life where meditating can, can help as well. You know, so it's like, let me meditate Absolutely. on this. And I love the two points you gave where it's like, okay, where have I been successful before? And mm-hmm. who can I model on? Because I think most people, no matter who you are, you've been successful at something, you know, or at least you've been somewhat successful at something. Even if it's not business, maybe it's fitness, maybe it's relationship, maybe it's computers, maybe it's family. And the process is the same. You know, the process of being successful is the same. It's like, let me go back. And and let's just say, for example, you're a chess player. You're an awesome chess player, you know. You've probably failed at chess before. You've lost a chess match. You've you've done a bad thing. So (laughs) if you you can just put that in, okay, well, hold on. You know, I'm awesome at chess, but I failed at chess a couple of times. How do I get over that loss? Look, I did this and I got better from it. Okay, maybe that's the same with business, you know? Or, you know, if you can't make that correlation, yeah, have that that model. You know, I'm a huge um, Tony Robbins fan myself. And, you know, during COVID, I haven't been able to just see him as much, which is disappointing um because he can't leave america you know can't get yeah. into australia these days it's true. so um but anyway like when i would see him and listen to his dvds and you know watch him on youtube or whatever like he mm-hmm. could get to a point where i could think like him i'd be like okay what would tony say in this situation or what would tony do eh, yeah you do this so i'm gonna do that you know so i honestly that's uh, seems to be tony robbins kind of thing too that's i think that's what he wants he comes with the energy to be able to help people kind of like if you can think of his energy and remember him being in that room with you right and then you can take that energy and use it for yourself that's the whole that's really the whole thing right like if you're able to go okay this is how tony robin does it this is the energy he like gives i'm going to try to remember that energy and move forward with it yeah yes love it um yeah and then from there it's like okay we get in that state you know it's like all right cool you know i know failure is going to be an option Okay, cool. Let me recognize these things. So I actually, you know, take the action. All right, what would this person do? What have I done before? Great. Let me take the action. Super excited. And you know what? Doing all that, you still may freaking fail. But that's all right. Because all right, cool. You know, one or two things happened. Hey, I got the result. Awesome. Let me do it again. All right, I failed. Let me just go back and and take these notes. Okay, why did I fail? This, 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 and this. Hey, guess what? I'm going to do it next week or next month. And those three things that I could have done better, I'm going to do better. And then you do it. You're going to be more successful the next time, but you're probably still not going to be as successful as you want to be, but you might identify three new things. You know what? Next week, now I'm going to do these. And it's almost like a feedback loop. Like from a course creator's side of things, if you create a course, you want to have a feedback form at the end of it saying, hey, what did you think of the course? Rate it out of 10. What could I have done better? What could I have done to make it a 20 out of 10? Right? And the first time you put out that course, man, everyone's going to tell you four or five different things you could have done to, to make it better, you know? But you know what? Those four or five things they tell you, go back and do them. And then guess what? Next month when you get that feedback form, there still might be four or five things, but four or five new things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But sooner or later, you're going to knock out all of these things and people might only tell you one or two things. And then it gets better and better each time. But the only way you can get to that as close to perfection as possible is by failing millions and millions of times, yeah. not millions, but you know, failing so many times and just getting all that feedback from people telling you, hey, you could have done better if you did this. But if you can just flick that switch and be like, hold on, by these people telling me this thing, this isn't a bad thing, this is a good thing. You now I can just improve this thing 
and make my thing better and it's going to help more people and I'm going to be more successful, yada, yada, yada. And there's a, another saying, I can't remember who said it, and I think a lot of people say it actually. They're like, the quickest way to be successful is to fail. So if you mm-hmm. want to be successful quick, just fail quicker. You know, the quicker. Yes, exactly. That's right. The more you're going to be successful and do it when you're younger because it's, you know, it's easier to, to come back from. So, yeah. Run. I think sometimes like the, the pitfall that we get into is we, we see people who are successful. It's good to have mentors. It's good to see them and see what, how they do things. Um, but the problem is, is that idea that we, f- we feel like we need to be able to do things as well as them yeah. in the first place. <laughs> Right, like that's gonna happen. I, why can't I? Yeah, right. Like they took years to get there. So, or like I often think about the the fact of like, for example, let's, let's think like Disney World. Disney World now and Disney World Day One, a hundred percent different. Right, like just and and that's even with the amount of success he had previous to Disney World starting, and now. It's like it's just like it's night and day how different it is. If somebody built a park like Disney World, they'd be like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Right. But like the idea being is it's it's everybody starts off kind of where they're at and then you build up and you build up and you build up until all the time they, they don't even change. Or sorry, they never stop changing. Right. Disneyland continues to build and do whole other kinds of things for it, for people to keep it interesting. So you'll never stop growing. You'll never stop changing. You'll never stop feeling like, well, this isn't quite good enough yet. We need to keep going. We're going to keep changing. We're going to keep seeing where it's not working perfectly. It's all about imperfect action. Agree. Um, there's a couple of questions I like to always finish up with, Amanda. Okay. The first one is more tailored to course creators. Do you have a course at all? Are you a course creator yourself? Uh, not currently. Oh. Uh, it is something that I do have on my radar, but I have not yet because uh, I'm just starting with coaching and things like that um, online because I've done a lot of coaching offline, but I haven't done anything online. And so I'm starting with coaching online so that I can get a better idea of people what they want before I create my, my course. 100%. Best way to do it as well. If anyone's listening to this and you think you're just going to create a course out of thin air uh, <laughs> without knowing exactly that with two points, right? It's like the pain, it's the pain points, but it's mm-hmm. also knowing what people want and then seeing those common patterns. Like if you coach 100 people, you're like, you know what? 70% of these people just need this one thing solved and it will solve their problem. Can I automate this one thing here and then I can get it out on, on mass, you know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's right. the point. The question I was going to ask is what course hosting platform do you use? But you don't you you wouldn't use one at the moment. Yeah, of course. That's right. No, not yet. So, right now, okay. We can move on to the, the next um, point. We've cut we've touched on this in terms of mentors. Uh, I'm you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there, Amanda. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could answer this, well, hold up. You can answer you've got to answer this okay. in three okay. different ways. Okay. okay. A paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to and done their co- done their um, course or hired them as a coach. An unpaid mentor, so someone that you haven't paid for one of their courses, um, but you follow them on social media, whether it's YouTube, podcast, Instagram, whatever, and you like them and like their tips they give away on social. Uh, and then a book that you recommend everyone should read, if possible, a course creator who wants to be successful, but you can tailor it to you know, an entrepreneur that wants to be successful. Okay. So my first one uh, as a paid client of somebody would be With the Kings. I'm not sure too many people have heard heard of them exactly, but With the Kings, they are a couple who do uh, kind of their whole their whole thing is automated uh, course creation. So um, they they kind of help you understand. The whole point is to help you understand how to 
um, do a lot of like kind of slow down a little bit or they don't do a whole lot of social media, which is not something that I have found to be something I can do necessarily, but I do enjoy a lot of their things. So I did take um, some of their uh, Facebook ads training um, and it's very good. I What I really, really loved uh, that I took as a training from them is their email um, templates. They, it's not that's not a template that you take from them, but they do a training on how to do um, email uh, funnel. That's the word I was looking for, sorry. So they do email funnels and things like that. So their whole thing is using Facebook ads to go to an email funnel to bring people to their course and sell a course. So that is something that I'm hoping to be able to use later on, which is why I have used their training. Uh, somebody who I look up to as a mentor who I have not, I mean, I have actually paid for some things, but um, I really look up to her and haven't kind of dived into her full course yet is Amy Porterfield. But I do plan to once I'm actually at the course creation stage. Um, and the third uh, was the book, right? Story Brand uh, yeah. by Donald Miller. Mm. Um, have you read that book at all? I've, yeah, I've got it highlighted, points out, you know, um, yeah. written in here. I am not the hero, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I really like it. So um, I, so yeah, I've, I really love his, his whole idea. It kind of changed the way that I did copy. And so, um, it is, it, I mean, it's supposed to be more about, I mean, I think we hear it a lot. It's more about the client than it is yourself. Right. So yeah, I really, I really enjoy that one. That's my favorite book for sure. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Huge fan of that book. That's one of my favorites, especially the first time I read it. First time I read it, it was groundbreaking, you know? Now, when I go through, it's like, oh, okay, I've read it before. Okay, a few other people are saying as well. But he was like the first person, the first person. to come out with, with that there, which is cool. And yeah, Amy Porterfield, huge fan of hers as well, you know, in what she teaches and what she does, you know, in terms of launching courses. She's probably one of the more successful ones, you know, millions mm -hmm. of dollars on her, her last launch, you know. She has a one yeah. year or something, you know, it made $4 million <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. You know, she's, she's the person who is like, that I'm like, that I, I tend to go, oh, I want to be as perfect as her. But then I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, So she's that person for me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Amanda, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Yeah. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or anything you want to finish us off with? Um, I think that we've covered everything uh, that I wanted to talk about. Hopefully that it was uh, lots of information. And yeah, if anybody ever feels like they are struggling to continue to work, like to take those steps forward, because it's true that um, I do think that the meditation works. There's a lot of things that we can do on our own uh, to be able to help kind of get out of these, uh, the fun like funks that we kind of get ourselves into and all that kind of stuff. But if you feel like you are somebody who just really benefits from having a person there who, um, has an outside voice to the situation you're in or benefits from having, you know, somebody who's able to bring light to things that when you're in a moment, it's hard for you to see some of these things on your own. I know that like when you, when you're in something, uh, that tends to be, especially when you don't feel like you're meeting your own expectations, it tends to feel like a storm that you're in and it's hard to get that clarity. And if you need some, or find that it'd be helpful to have somebody talk with you and guide you through some of those things, uh, then I'm the coach for you.
Love it. Awesome. And just to, to finish up, make sure to check out Amanda's Facebook group. I'll put the yeah. link down in the show notes. Amanda, thank you very much for your time. It was really great talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.